Let's face it, there's more to talk about in the NFT space than there is time. And while our Thursday show is reserved for interviews with cool NFT projects, we're also having opportunities to interview cultural icons who are now playing a role in this space. Today's no exception, as we've got to have a chat with Frank Miller, the legendary graphic novelist and film director. If you've ever seen a Dark Knight graphic novel or are familiar with the Sin City series, you're on the right track. And as always, we've got news aplenty, but we won't keep you too long because you've got NFTs to ape into. So come along on a legendary journey with a legendary graphic novelist on episode number 94 of The Nifty Show. Looking into the future. Future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. What's happening, people in the Nifty Universe? I just wrote a song. That's a really good song. You're the best song singer. Let's make it an NFT. Just lost a listener right there. You're like, oh my gosh, we have got better things to do. That's fine. Welcome to those of you who are fans of our silliness and ridiculousness as we go down the NFT rabbit hole. I think we've earned the cred to be as ridiculous as we want, because after all, we have minted over a million NFTs. I tell people that they're like, what? That's crazy. What? Million. How many many people do you think in the world can say they've minted over a million NFTs? I would say it's a very small club. I would say it's probably only collections on wax that have done more than one series, maybe multiple series. So probably cogs, alien worlds, alien worlds, mm-hmm. us, uh, tops. I don't know if they've done it. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't think they've done a million well, with their baseball card collection. And oh yeah. Maybe, with the baseball cards too. The baseball cards. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, okay, so maybe well, it's like a, maybe a handful, five of them. I, I bet there hasn't been too many that have minted, um on ethereum a million because that the gas fees on that alone would cost you several million yeah it would do you in right there uh, well as i said in the introduction we um we usually do our interviews on thursdays but you know when you have the opportunity to interview um, a cultural icon you say yes and so we said yes to having Frank Miller on the show because Frank and the Sin City uh, collection have partnered with Galley Games to do an NFT release. And uh, I'm kind of doing the thing where I'm telling you what I'm going to tell you. And now we're going to actually tell you in this interview with Frank. When we talk about the graphic novel arena, there are just a handful of names Really, you'd have to have a hand with just a few fingers on it to name those that are the absolute legends of the space. And one of those names is Frank Miller. Uh, Frank, of course, has been doing graphic novels since pretty much the the beginning of graphic novels, because we used to call them comic books before then. But something happened in the evolution of comics that took us to the next level where these true works of art and deep rich stories became a genre of their own and of course frank is is known for the sin city graphic novel among one of the the many other things that he's done and we're coming up on the 30th anniversary of the graphic novel that of course has been made into a a hit motion picture with bruce willis and then a a sequel motion picture i'm going to stop talking because he's here with us now frank welcome to the show thank you good to be here yeah, when did we stop going from these are comics to graphic novels? Um, the the it was the day that Will Eisner decided to start calling us that. Yeah, what what, what like uh, time stamp that? A contract with God. And when he published a contract with God, uh, and it was uh, oh, it was in the nineteen seventies sometime. Um, and and he and he uh, he he uh, called it a graphic novel which is kind of ironic because it was a collection of short stories, but still he coined the term and it's been, it's been the one we used ever since. Was well, it is a novel idea, but it's a very novel idea. And I, I love how you described this. Like when you started on sin city, you said you found that American and English comics were just too wordy 
and too constipated and Japanese comics seem to be too empty. And so you sort of merged film noir and manga into your creations, creating this hybrid. So. <laughs> that sums it, it up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. It's, and so what, you know, what, what were some of your, your early, earliest influences? I, I mean, I, I remember reading about that you, when you were young, you wrote into Marvel comics and, and was, was interested in doing that. But what, what were some of your very first, you know, inspirations? I think the earliest inspirations I remember having was were, were uh, from, uh, you know, from like Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes with that wonderful, uh, you know, Kurt Swan artwork. And uh, they were they were my pals when I was growing up. And an awful lot of them, by the way, were, were written by a guy who was scarcely older than me, which is Jim Shooter. He was writing them when he was 13 years old. Wow. Um, and, you know, and, and I was I, I I was probably about five when I was reading them. The the uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but as, as time went by, um, it, my the biggest influence for for a huge amount of my career was and he remains is Jack Kirby. Mm. Um, who I, I think it's, it's, it's really the. the the, the you know one of the very few absolute cornerstones of American comics. For for those who don't know, um, what would Jack be known for? The entire Marvel universe, mm -hmm. among other things. Um, you know, everything except Spider Man. He pretty much, you know, he made up with Stan Lee. You know, Thor, the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, um, all that stuff, mm. and and. Uh, and then he went on after that to uh, to work over at DC Comics and create what I think was his masterpiece, which was the New Gods, um, and and it was just a, which was an epic, um, a, a very influential piece of work. Um, tell me, tell me, you. you I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can see its influence throughout cinema, throughout all kinds of fiction, because it. It in itself was, was drew so much um, from Norse mythology and the Hebrew Bible to 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 forge his own kind of superhero mythology that you can see it um, you can see how it it um, had an unquestionable influence on George Lucas with in, in Star Wars for instance but it's all fair game that's how these things work we all build upon what came before sure and and. Uh, but um, but I, I'd say I'd say I started finding my own real voice when when I um, when I just when I stumbled across Will Eisner's work, and I and I realized where comics I, he showed me such a dimension to where comics could go. Since since um, since then I I think you know I've, I've I've followed everybody. I mean it's, I remember a time when I would just I would just um, you know, the Fowler Gil Kane's work. Um, then came a time when I started having mentors and the um, first and most important mentor I had was, was Neil Adams, uh, which, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't leap to mind when you look at my stuff. But, but he taught me a great deal about becoming a professional and about drawing and, and about all manner of things but they don't show as, as visibly in my work itself. Um, well, and, and storytelling, right, is a big part of it. So I would imagine, you know, how many times have you seen Casablanca, right, in order to be inspired to create this this dark uh, noir type of treatments that you've done? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was, there was uh, a dame and she walked into the room and she said, I'm a dame <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I want to say this. I want to say thank you for creating Sin City because without that, we wouldn't have Jessica Alba dancing in that one scene. And that is one of the very best things in cinema that I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't take any credit for Jessica. <laughs> That's okay. You can take the story credit. We're, we're good with that. And it's been, if you can, I know it's really hard to believe, but 30 years since you first released Sin City. 
And, uh, you know, time mm-hmm. goes by so fast. Is this, uh, is just this mind boggling to you that it's been that long? Yeah. 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 And, and then the movie, what was 15, 16 years ago. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then of course you did 300, uh, also, which is its own unique style. And that, I think that's, what's really interesting is the mark that you've left on the space is very distinct, very unique. And, and people look at it and go, that's gotta be Frank Miller. Because nobody else does like that. <laughs> well, I think I, jumping back again to to uh, referencing Neil Adams here, it, it, it's like he 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 once said that that uh, that that uh, you know that that uh, style was the sum of your mistakes, which uh, I immediately got into an argument with him about. But but uh, but you know, it's just uh, that's what he and I did a lot. It's argue. <laughs> Did, did you ever did you ever come to fists though? That's what I want to know. You know, did you ever have to pull a daredevil no, move no, on him? No. no. Of course not. <laughs> now, for 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 those who maybe are, are tuning in who aren't familiar with some of the legends in the comic book universe, like he just dropped he just dropped a bunch of knowledge right here. Jack Kirby, who was known as the King, right of of, of some of these comics. Will Eisner and Neil Adams, like these are some amazing folks, and here we are with Frank Miller, one of, one of, one of the most, you know, iconic, you know, visionaries when it comes to creating uh, these stories. And, and I'm, I'm curious about maybe even the, the storytelling itself, like, where does that come from? Because like, you know, your stories are very comprehensive. They have this tone to them. Like, you know, where do you, where are you pulling from when you're, when you're creating some of this stuff? It's a combination, really. There's, there's, you're using every, yeah, you have to use every side of your brain. I mean, a certain amount of it is, is, is logical. How do I get this information across so people can follow it? Because mm-hmm. you've got to be clear more than anything else. And then it's just picking out what really needs to be emphasized, um, and 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 then how to make it as dramatic as possible, and also. I'll make it look good so that people have a reason to, so that people want to look at it. Um, and so it's, it's that one little question you asked, you might as well have asked me, Frank, would you please describe your entire craft? Right, right. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you're creating the story and you're penciling and inking and publishing it. And like, so that's like the full, you're doing the full smorgasbord. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things I'm not doing. I I am not coloring it. Um, you know, if it's a color book, I am not selling it. I'm not printing it. I'm not publishing it. Um, and and uh, <laughs> I mean, there's there there are a lot of hands in this, even if it's a one man job on the other in the other way. I, I remember very well when the Dark Knight Returns came out as like this was a whole new approach to Batman. And of course, uh, you know, it was these these gritty books, um, which I own the the whole four in the series um, that really inspired the the next generation of Batman films. You know, we finally got gritty, more realistic human Batman films rather than these heroes being this otherworldly thing that don't deal with the things that we mere mortals deal with all of a sudden, these are people that have these, you know, extraordinary powers, but they deal with the same emotional type of struggles that we regular people deal with. Not so much a question as a statement. You just say, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So here we are, Sin City, 30th anniversary. And uh, what do you think of this NFT space? Because uh, we're going to be seeing Gala Games along with uh, Concept Art House releasing Sin City limited edition NFTs. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be 11 of them. And, 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 and I think these, these NFTs are, it just, it just adds a whole new dimension to this stuff. And it and it, it it just it just widens the whole playground. This is this is this is getting me more fun than ever. So, what are these NFTs going to be that, like, Frank? Are they are these um, 
you know, are they panels or what, what are, what can we expect to see? Cause on the website, frankmiller.io is the official site for you guys to go check out. We don't really see what they are yet. Yeah. Marv is lurching toward you in all his glory. Hmm. Um, meaning no good. Um, and he, and he, you know, he's, he, and, and he's, uh, but he's made wonderfully of crystal. So it's just sort of like, uh, this is not a breakfast of Tiffany's you're going to want to have. This is going to be intense. This is a laser engraving yeah. of Marv. Um, that's a real yeah. crystal piece. Is that, is that correct? Yep. Awesome. Uh, the limited series includes 11 pieces that will be, some are going to be sold as open editions with no cap. Uh, there'll be a price for them. They'll be available for a certain window. And then there's others that are going to be a one of one that are going to be up for auction. So I think that, you know, this, yeah. what's really important about well, let me this. Let interrupt you for a second. Yeah, go ahead. That, is that when you said, when you said this intense, um, that intense is the name of the game. Here. Right. Everything about Sin City is intensity. Yeah. Uh, do we have a date on this launch as of yet when these are going to be available? Uh, yes, we do. It's the 29th. So September 29th at frankmiller.io is where you guys can go check these out. I, I love it because, you know, people have appreciated your art for decades now. And this is an opportunity to own a piece of uh, graphic novel and film history really because the sin city story mm -hmm. continues against both mediums you gotta get a piece of basin city over there huh <laughs> so i here's a here's a uh, an unrelated um question frank just for your own um personal opinion i'm gonna you, you hear people talk about desert island uh, movies you know you're trapped on a desert island and you've only got one yeah, yeah. film so in your case i'm gonna say your desert island comic book you're on a desert island you only got one book or one graphic novel it can't be your own what would it be tough question it can't be my own it can't be your own <laughs> can't be your own got to be somebody else's something that inspired you that you're like all right if i gotta read one book again and again until i get rescued this is going to be the one. Oh, you mean i bring one with me yeah, you're you're that's what you're saying. Yeah, whether whether you've brought it oh, or okay, not what I do, but what I bring with me. Sure. Maybe you just maybe a, a bottle, you know, floated up and there was a graphic novel in a bottle while you're there in that <laughs> desert island. And what he probably it, had to just have a notebook and a pen and write his own while he was there. He's like, <laughs> I'm just gonna create brand new shit. <laughs> this is turning into this is turning into an old police song. <laughs> Message in a bottle. Um, yeah, I got I got it. I made the connection. But I want to know the answer. What's it going to be, Frank? I'm working. Um, <laughs> Is it going to be a Jack Kirby special? Is it going to be Will Eisner uh, graphic novel or comic? Is it going to be Neil Adams? Maybe is it going to be Stan Lee? What, what do you think? Maybe you mentioned New Gods is something that you'd like earlier. Is that maybe one you'd bring? No, it would be it'd be it would be Eisner. Huh. It'd be Eisner. I got a whole, I got a whole uh, bookshelf of Eisner to pick from. So it's hard to choose. I, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you author. I won't give you title. I'll say Eisner. Well, let me ask you this then. What have you imagined being a big fan? You said you got books and books. Like, what is your most prized comic book that you have from that from that you've collected in your life so far? You got like a Superman one or something over there. No, no, I don't. I, I'm not that kind of a collector. No, I, I got a, I got a library, not a collection. Um, but it's, it's, uh, actually, you know what I do? I, I think what I, what I, what I, what I, what I do, what I take with me is, is a, is, is like the most beautiful, uh, Jean Chouot, um, album that, that he did with, who's the writer? Um, and, and I learn French and read it. That would keep me busy for a good long time. Très bien, monsieur. <laughs> Very nice. 
Well, Frank, we really appreciate well, better you. Yet, better yet, you Uh-oh. know what I do? Better yet. Okay, here I comes. I take Hugo Pratt and learn Italian. I don't know any Italian. I know pizza, spaghetti, mastacholi. You said Hugo Pratt? You know Pratt? Hugo Pratt? No. Hugo Pratt. P-R-A-T-T. Hugo Pratt. You just, you, just mis- you just intentionally mispronounced the, 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 the name of, of one of the supreme black and white artists. No, in fact, color as well. Uh, comic book artist um, globally. He, uh, he, uh, he created a series called Corto Maltese. Mm. Corto Maltese. One of the most productive artists we ever saw. Um, and, and, uh, I mean, boy, I've got, I've got two shelves. Oh, yeah. wow. I can great. see, I can see that style and how that would have inspired you. That's, it's a pretty cool style he's got. Uh, yeah. Hugo Pratt. He is, uh, inducted into the Will Eisner hall of fame. Um, so pretty cool. Hey, Frank, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. Sure. And I, I think that this uh, Sin City commemorative uh, limited edition NFT set is going to do really well. Uh, there, there is no better set of uh, uh, enthusiasts in the NFT space than those who appreciate, you know, classic uh, graphic novels. So uh, this is really a great partnership and we wish you the best with it. And uh, whatever it is that you're working on next, good, sir. Okay, great. Thanks an awful lot, man. And now is where we tell you what we told you. That was Frank Miller. And uh, interesting character, you know, just uh, these these icons that are coming into the space now and recognizing the value of NFTs, being, uh, you know, somebody whose talent is in graphics, he gets it immediately. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we find this Mm -hmm. new channel for distribution of content? Yeah, and and I like that it's such a visual medium, and he decided to call us in on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no video of him. There was no great audio of him. Just you know, you, you get it over the phone. Yeah. Well, we don't know we if got. it was. Actually, and it was like, yeah. hey, you know what? If Frank Miller wants to call you on the phone, you you take that phone you, call you, and you record it and you make a podcast out of it. You say yes. I mean, why why wouldn't you? So let's go ahead and jump into our uh, our news segment here today as we look at the NFT market cap on Coin Gecko, um, the top coins, the usual suspects. Even though everything is down this week, well, most things are down. Theta, uh, Axie, Chili's engine, really the only one that's up for the week and up significantly, up fifty four percent, is Ecomi. The Omi tokens uh, back to almost. Uh, almost half, well, more than half a penny, 0.0058 right now. Flows down. You got up to 6.2 cents or or, uh, 6.2 tenths. Well, the big (laughs) winner for the week, Travis, is Gala. Um, you know, and yes. I, and I don't know exactly what prompted it other than listings, right? Cause they're on Binance. Actually, I do know what prompted it. They're on Binance and it's at 10 cents right now up over 117% this week. Not bad. Yeah, and the, the thing is on that is that you know they did mention they did mention that they have launched they're launching some additional NFTs they've launched some additional games. Come on, they have, they're doing something with Frank Miller. They got they got listed on Binance. I mean, that's a whole lot of stuff that's going on all at once. And I think that that was probably the reason why that it that it pops so nicely. But yeah, uh, and then also Ecomi <clears throat> right now what five point eight a uh, little over five tenths. Of a penny, as you mentioned, of fifty something percent. Now they got some stuff going on with Marvel, mm-hmm. and it's actually down a little bit from its all time high. It got up to what did it get up to this week? It looks like it got up to maybe point zero, almost point zero seven. I think yeah. it got pretty point zero zero seven. Point zero zero seven. Yeah. If it goes yeah. to point zero seven zero one three five. So about about half halfway to that. Yeah, if it goes to point zero seven, I'm buying another house. <laughs> yeah, it goes to point zero seven. That would be a very good. That would be amazing. So some good things happening in the um, the NFT space here. This article on Decrypt: Ethereum NFT sales yield over six hundred fifty thousand dollars for journalistic causes. Fortune magazine and artist. People pleaser donate half of the funds raised by last month's NFT magazine cover 
auctions. What are the journalistic causes that they're donating to? I'm wondering, because that's uh, Reporters Without Borders. Oh, I like how that sounds. The Ground Truth Project, the Institute for Nonprofit News, and the Committee to Protect Journalists got monies. Hmm. I would like to to donate to the um, the the committee to have real news. Like I like if you're if you're a journalist and you willingly promote fake news, then you should almost somehow get you know barred from being like an official journalist. You can still have a blog or whatever, but it's like nope, you've been denounced as being a fake news person. Like it's like that's got to happen eventually, right? Where people are like, hey, wait a second, you you're consistently, you know pleasing your the, the global masters and not people you know pleasing the people with the real truth so i don't know i like i think this is cool i love real journalism i uh have been a journalist for for you know many different uh eras in my life i started out as a journalist in it, i was the uh, the sports editor of my newspaper in high school for two years joel do you know, I have never considered myself a journalist, even though I've written for numerous publications. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm a content creator. Content creators, really, really what it is. And for a while, though, like when I was working with uh, Technorati and VentureBeat, I would say I was more on the on the journalist tip of things. But content creation is seriously, it's in our blood, brother, man. That's all we can do is like we're, we're content beasts. So this is really uh, interesting to me, Travis. There is a Twitter account out there called Kazomo Medici, and this account tweets NFTs all the time, always is tweeting about crypto. And uh, this week, Snoop Dogg doxed himself and said that this is his account, that he's the guy who's been tweeting on Kazomo de Medici and um he uh, he he's he told people he would dox himself and then he did. I am Kazomo Medici. He's no he's no hiding anymore. He's not hiding anymore. So with the fact that Snoop Dogg's coming out as being the head of, you know, being a big fan of NFTs, at Kazomo Medici, um, it's kind of relevant for this week because you mentioned to me you came over uh, this weekend. You said, man, for the first time, I finally saw the movie straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, oh. I hadn't actually watched the movie, but I used to I used to love listening to NWA whenever I was young. I think the, the, the rap was just so hard. It was just hilarious to me as like a 16, 17 year old kid at that time. And um, and we, we, you watch that and we were talking about that. Well, here's what I realized. And so if you've watched the movie, you know anything about NWA is that, you know, it was, you know, Easy E. And then you had Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. And then you had MC Ren. And then you had DJ Yella. Those were the five on the on the group. But then the, you know, Easy e was working with Jerry Heller, making all the money. And then Ice Cube bailed. He was making Heller money. He was making Heller money. And then Ice Cube bailed because he, he didn't like the contract deal. Mm-hmm. And then Dre left. And then so they were both mad at Easy e talking shit on Easy e And I think if that had not happened, Snoop Dogg would not have ended up being relevant. Because... Um. Dr. Dre then hooked up with Snoop Dogg and then they released the chronic and they just go balls deep on easy E like they go. If you listen, if you go back and listen to the album, the chronic after you watch straight out of Compton and get yourself up to speed with what happened on all that, they go off on easy E right. And it, it ends up be making Snoop Dogg famous for the most part. Right. So I was like, I, 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 I was watching that. I go, you know what? Wow. I think without, without easy E, and that and their manager screwing them over. And if they stayed as NWA, Snoop Dogg might not have become as famous as he is. It's really interesting to see how one thing, you know, the butterfly effect, right? Mm-hmm. How one thing leads to another to quote uh, the fix song from the yeah. uh, from the dude. 80s. I'd love to have Snoop Dogg on on the Nifty show. Yeah. Well, there's no telling. Nifty, I dude. mean, dude, in the last couple of weeks, we've interviewed David Keckner. of the office and anchorman Ja rule and now frank miller like there's there's no telling who we're going to get to speak which is why you guys on earlier yeah we had kevin smith like come on this is like we're having some awesome people on the show snoop dogg de medici we're sending a shout out to you my dude come on the show let's talk nifties uh so news from uh, open sea this week they've got a smartphone app and uh, I downloaded it and it, it works pretty good. But what it doesn't do is, you know, how you can sort on the desktop by the latest NFTs you've received. 
you can't do that in this app. There's no, there's no sorting. So I'm looking, I'm like, all right, I got too many NFTs and it's showing me stuff from, you know, a year ago. Now, how do I know what I just got? How do I know what somebody just sent me or what I just bought? And you, the new OpenSea app doesn't work very well. It doesn't have that sorting by uh -huh. the, the most recent ones that you've Why received. How would you not have sorting in an app? Like that's like one of the things yeah. you need most, like filtering and sorting. So hopefully they will soon. Anyway, it's um it's on iOS and Android. You can go download it. They it's, um, big, it's big news. I mean, it's big news for NFTs. I think to be able to view your NFT collections. Uh, OpenSea is one of the largest platforms, and Apple did not cock block them. So that was nice. Yet. Yeah, there, there's still time for uh, for cock blockery to mm -hmm. uh, to take place. So we're big fans of NFTs that are tied to physical goods. And there is a uh, an NFT project launching called Vault of Gems, and they claim it's the first NFT project to be pegged to a hard asset. It's not uh, because we have, I mean, depending what you call a hard asset, is, is that a very specific term? A hard asset has got to be like a precious metal or something mm. because many have pegged NFTs to physical goods, including us. Yeah. My dad was kind of a hard ass hat. <laughs> so the, the vault of gems is a set of five gems, gold, emerald, ruby, sapphire, and diamond, um, that are pegged to real life gems and the variables mm. in the nfts uh are like quantity rarity scarcity of the gems in the real world so mm. twelve thousand three hundred forty-five gems are going to be offered in this and i guess you'll get to get your physical gem um swapping your nft out mm. well i'd like to get a, a, a gem hendrix or maybe you know maybe another maybe another gem maybe the jim carrey Jimmy, ones? Jimmy, that's a that, that was actually a little nice little subtle shout out to Jimmy. I like how they have 12, one, two, three, four, five NFTs. Like, that's a fun number that uh, I think we even talked about. Even like, we should do instead of 10,000, we should do one, two, three, four, five. And we didn't, but I'd rather do five, four, three, cool two, number. one. Yeah, we, oh, we could, yeah, five, four, three, two, one. That'd be a hell of a lot more NFTs. Dude, Splinterlands is killing it. Now in this article on Crypto Potato, they are the most frequently played blockchain game, uh, which, mm. you know, what I really like mm. about Splinterlands is they didn't go, all right, we're going to make NFTs and then we're going to, you know, put them in a game. No, they built a game and now NFTs are part of it. They have surpassed 260,000 daily active users. That they're Daily active? Yeah. Like... That's a lot. And that's, and this is, that's greater than alien worlds metaverse, which is just shy of 250,000 daily. But I have a question. Mm -hmm. So it says Splinterlands is now the most frequently played blockchain game. Is that a misnomer? What about Axie Infinity? Because it seems like it's maybe the most frequently played blockchain card game. Well, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it could be that the daily active user number is higher. There could be more people in the X right. universe, but you know, okay. something that would make sense here is that in, in order for, um, for users to power their own cards and earn in-game rewards, you have to own a Splinterlands Summoner Spellbook upgrade. Um, and apparently 50% of the users are buying this upgrade. So that is some serious engagement. Like, But holy shit, dude, look at this, though. Remember when we were talking and they said, they said it took us uh, three years to get to 100,000 registered users. Right. And then in six weeks, they gained another 100,000. And then we saw again, like a week after that, they were at 300,000. Now they have a community of 800,000 registered accounts and 400,000 spellbook owners. Like the growth of that has been phenomenal. And, and the price of the SPS token got up to at one point over a dollar, like a dollar 25, dollar 40, something like that. Yeah. Now it's sitting at like 20 something cents mm -hmm. and they ha they're having this kind of growth. Like, the total market cap. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look right now. It's I'm, I'm buckling into Splinterlands for the long haul. There's total there's no question. market cap right now of it's loading right now. Fifty five million dollar market cap. Twenty five cent tokens right now, folks. Mm. And fifty four fifty five million dollar market cap for the biggest blockchain game. 
that might be one of the things where you go, huh? And you do some more research on that because that might be an opportunity smacking you upside the face. Uh-huh. It might, it might be indeed. Go do your own research. Do some research, figure it out for yourself, because uh, we always encourage you to go do your own research, my, no, my friends. Yes. Um, so funny story. Um, there's the guys at Dust Miners um, yep. just uh, they made a custom Dust Miner for Ja Rule. So <laughs> he gave us his cell phone. And I, I texted him and um, I told him I've got some goodies for him. And he's like, yo, what's good? I'm doing an interview right now. I'm freaking texting with Ja Rule. I mean, like, what kind of universe is this that we we're that home? We we're homies now. It's all good. It's just, we're, 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 we're the nifty brothers. Oh, my gosh. It's so bizarre. So um, so rare is killing it. You know, they've been on top for some time. They just raised another six hundred eighty million dollars valued at four point three billion. Of course, this is uh, fantasy sports on Ethereum blockchain, really focused on uh, on soccer. But they are now expanding into other sports. And so they've got the money to do it. I mean, you know, what do you do with six hundred eighty million dollars? Dude, you make some NFTs. That's what you do. <laughs> Yeah, so I would imagine you know they're the they're the soccer game and uh, they're they're big on soccer NFT fantasy soccer over there. But I think they got to be diving into these other sports. So that's where I think that the big opportunity is is like they need to get into to basketball somehow, get into you know the American NFL football. Did you know this? Like if you're talking to somebody over in Europe and you send them the American football emoji, they see a soccer ball. Huh. Because I was talking to a friend, I was like, hey, I'm watching football right now. And they're like, wait, what? You're watching soccer? I'm like, no, it's a, I posted the American football. And I guess it translates over to the soccer ball. Anyway, um, here's some other interesting stuff. So we, we chatted, you know, back in May with Gary V. And Gary V had mentioned that he was launching his NFTs on Christie's and uh, some of his original stuff. So that's going to be popping up. But there's some other stuff that's going on in Christie's right now. Seems like Sotheby's and Christie's, like they're all diving in to some of these, uh, some of these NFT stuff, and they're auctioning some some rare NFTs, and they're oxygen, uh, auctioning. Looks they're like what some they're curio oxygening? cards. There's going to be oxygen. What is yeah, it? they're going to have oxygen, oxygen there for the people. They already sell oxygen, house. right? You can go to an oxygen bar and like, hey, so have good. you guys? They're going to auction like, off some oxygen. It's free, like everywhere. He's got to do deep breathing. Yeah. So what are they? Are they going to be? Uh, they're going to be uh, oxygening off some things. Very good. Yep. You know, my curio cards, bro. These are part of the my curio cards collection that came mm-hmm. out way back in the day. There's a complete set of 30 curio cards, the rare edition, known as 17B. There's going to be 31 of these NFTs that are up for sale, and I would suspect this to trigger the price of those original curio cards to go pop, pop, boom. Hmm. I hope so. I, I, I bought a couple of them. I would like to see them. And I remember I when the I finger. bought them, I remember thinking, you know, I could buy more of these, but you know, it's always, you know, do I, don't I do, I don't I, and I, I bought two and um, I'm not unhappy that I bought two. Um, these I look interesting. I'm not unhappy that I was like, Oh shit. Did I not buy one? I thought I bought one. I did. There you go. So super rare has a new NFT coming out with the Mercury Phoenix trust. This is a a nonprofit set up to fight AIDS worldwide. Mercury comes from, of course, Freddie Mercury, the, uh, the late frontman for the legendary band Queen, which I've been going through um, the, the Queen discography again. Oh my gosh. Uh, Especially a night at the opera is one of the most creative, incredible rock albums ever produced. Like from Mm. beginning to end, it is this variety of styles that is unmistakable with Freddie's voice layered upon layered upon layered. The the last song on it, well, the last long track is Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, it wraps it up, but Mm. the rest of the album is so freaking amazing. Like every, every rock and roll fan should own it anyway. Uh, NFTs that are being auctioned right now on Super Rare. SuperRare.com forward slash Freddie Mercury. 
Um, you're not too late. And, you know, I was I was wondering, like, are they going to be crap? Are they going to be cool? They're cool. It couldn't be crap. I love it. Here's this quote. He left a simple, creative brief to the world whenever he passed away. He said, you can do whatever you want with my work. Just never make me boring. Huh. Look at this one here by Blake Catherine called Sanctuary. Um, this thing is absolutely amazing. And it just dawned on me now that we've not been showing. I've not been sharing my screen while we're doing this visual show. So you guys can go check the show notes if you want to see the stories that we've referenced and haven't shown you pretty pictures at nifty.show forward slash. Wow, that's beautiful. This is this is one of the four. And right now, with two days, three hours, eight minutes, and 16 seconds left, um, the current high bid is two ETH. I'm going to guess that this is going to go for 15 to 20 ETH. I think that is, is that is absolutely beautiful. This is gorgeous. Let's look at uh, the other ones here on this collection. So this one here uh, is called uh, it's by Chad Knight. It's called Celebration of Uniquity. And uh, this one is not animated. It's it's he's like on a beach as a statue or something here. That to me has kind of a Michael Jackson vibe to it. <laughs> it's like whenever he was doing that one, that did. Oh, look at that one right there. This one looks cool. The I'm Freddie MBSJQ, oh, the colorful soul. Wow. wow. How many, is, whoa, whoa, whoa. How much is that going for? Gorgeous. Right now, starting price two ETH. I don't mm. know that people are, have really bid like a lot of views on it. But this is kind of weird, though, that Freddie Mercury is the owner. I'm like, mm, no, he's not the Freddie Mercury estate. Yeah, I suppose so. That That's that's cool. that's freaking beautiful. You buy that for two ETH. If that ends up happening for two, ETH, like what? Wh how is this not? How are more people like this is crazy? One thousand ninety two views and how many bids? One bid. That yeah. one that's so colorful and beautiful has zero bids. I'm going to go bid on it. Go get it. I'm going to bid on that shit. This one right here. The colorful one, that one. Nice. You would be the champion if you uh, if you mm. got this one, Sir Lord. Well, I want to break free. One of the things Ooh, I've been talking about. The champions. You know what's so great? There's this fun app that we found. It's called Reface. Yeah. And um, basically, <laughs> you pull in a photo, and then it finds the faces, and then it uses AI to recreate the songs and stuff. So I had this photo of me, which I think is <clears throat> I thought was pretty funny, and people on on my uh, Instagram and stuff. They liked it. So I took an old photo of me and my family where I'm sitting on the couch with my stepdad sitting on my right. My mom's sitting on my left. I'm sitting in the middle. And then I got like my brother who's like probably two or three months old at the time. And then my sister who's like 16 months old or something at the time. And I'm singing, I want to break free. <laughs> yeah, the re it, it is great. Travis discovered this and I've made a number. Uh, Reface is the name of the app. It's available on iOS and Android. I would play one of them, but we would um, be, you know, we'd get a strike on YouTube because it's got commercial music in it. So uh, but worth worth checking out. It's pretty uh, funny. Also worth checking out, both for the stories and the uniqueness, are three projects that have sent us NFTs this week. You know, they, they write us. I get every day, every day, my Twitter fills up and uh, Travis gets responses to his Twitter. People want to drop us NFTs. And sometimes we will talk about them on the show. And this one I want to talk about because Solana is really becoming a thing for NFTs. The, the space is... Uh, is really starting to blow up. I thought that these were cool. Soul Chicks, soulchicks.io, uh, breed soul chicks, unlock rare traits, and there's going to be a game to go with these. But they had some controversy with their their set. Apparently, the owners of the uh, the series um, they had thousands, like over ten thousand people in the Discord. And then mm -hmm. the sale went off and the sales were much slower than you would have expected with that many people. Well, people were not happy. Uh, they started accusing the owners of, um, of buying bots for Discord. And I guess, I think, I haven't seen it myself. I was told that they confessed that that's what they did. And so they ended minting of these. There was going to be 10,000. I think there's only around 2,700 right now. And I just I really like the artwork on them. And the, I think the price on the secondary market is going up. And I, I messaged you yesterday, Trav, to tell you that I discovered a new Solana marketplace called Magic Eden. 
Io. This is like mm-hmm. an open sea of um, of uh, Solana, and so this is where you can find soul chicks. Soul chicks. I'm a soul chick. Look at just, that one with the big old afro. That's nice. Oh, she's a soul chick. I think they're funny. I, I just like them. I, I love uh, the blue glasses. Now, is it, is it the same like with OpenSea where I can click on and say, oh, I love the blue glasses. Like, for example, go up, click on that. Click on that one right there with the blue glasses. The blue. This guy. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. you. You like wearing blue glasses. I wear blue so, glasses. Yeah, so right here. The attributes and I say, oh, there's some blue glasses. Oh, there's regular glasses. Can I click on that and then find other ones? Because That's what I like to do. Um, I can't like, click on there's there's. I can't click on this. I wonder if I have to log in to mm. uh, to my wallet in order to uh, to do this. Connect. What's the 365 um, marketplace? What does that mean? Uh, that's number 365. This, oh, that's number 365 of the. Yeah. Chick. So you can't you can't do that. Like I'm clicking on attributes. It doesn't do that. You can buy it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to details, it shows you a little bit more about gotcha. it. So that's what hey, I love. I love to be able to go like I found one with the uh, the Alka Bones <clears throat> and it was wearing a, a Yankees hat. And I was like, oh, cool. I want to find all the ones that are for sale that are wearing Yankees hats. And that's how I'll go and find the ones that I like. Typically, is I'll go in and sort via those attributes. But you actually had purchased a few of these and then uh, I didn't see them whenever they were going on. So you sold me some of the ones you had. Yeah. So nice you've got them. you've got some soul chicks and there's these uh, burger ones, these uh, fast food ones. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fast food SMB. Just now we're just poking around here. I do have a couple more I want to talk to. Monkey business fast food meme. Those look like they all work at McDonald's. <clears throat> right. They're getting paid minimum wage. Now, there are some projects out there that are, are hitting and they're not buying bots, but they're also not building community beforehand. And, you know, I watch Rarity Tools for what's coming up next. And I also watch niftydrops.io for what's coming up next. And I spotted this one and I just, I really like the art. That's it. I just, you just like that the chin looks like the ball sacks. I, <laughs> Wait, especially the hairy one right there. Looks like a big old ball sack on his chin. That is definitely not true that, that I did not see that until you pointed that out. So honestly, if you, <laughs> how just can you at, not see it? It's a big old ball sack right there. Cause the chickens have that. They have that. Thing. Oh, I know. But it still but, looks like a ball sack. And I know whenever you, they were making it, they were like, ha, 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 this looks like a ball sack. Now, if you get one that's totally bald. With <laughs> <laughs> it's a well-manicured ball sack. Yeah. Well, with these a, are funny. These are crypto chicken clubhouse. I just like the art. I don't think that they've sold, you know, overwhelmingly well, but they've got a little community. You can adopt a chicken here. I don't think that they're a lot to, uh, to get one. Let's see how much, um, how much they are now because i've already minted some uh point oh, that's with gas 0.08 so they're point you know 07 for one of these and there is a community and there is a, a roadmap and they, their charitable nation is going to help donation is to help protect chickens around the world mm, okay maybe we can get a little bit more creative with um with the roadmaps um in fact i was having this discussion with uh with our buddy john lee dumas yesterday that it's time for these 25, 50, 75% roadmaps to just go away. Because if you're go- those are short term and they're predicated on this idea that, hey, we're not going to sell out. We're just going to, you know, do a portion of it. And I'm like, no, no, our roadmap is here's the things that we're going to create regardless of how many we sell. And we're planning on selling them all out. Otherwise, why are we creating that many? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why create 10,000 if you're hesitant about selling 10,000? Just just do it. And here's all of the things that they're going to do, which is why I love that Gary V is doing a 40 year roadmap for V. Yeah. Yeah. And our friends at bandroyalty.com, if you want to pull that up, they're doing an eight year roadmap. Right. So that just shows long term proactive thinking on on these projects. And so that's what we love. We love the fact that, uh, you know, they're not just saying, hey, we're in it for the quick dollars and then we're going to hit it and quit it and go. Nope. We're in it for the long haul, and uh, I love that. I think that that's what really needs to happen is they need to be in the long haul. Tell us what you're going to do down the road. Like, does it have utility? Can it do stuff? Can it unlock things? It's going to unlock experiences. Like the VFriends project unlocks real-world experiences Mm -hmm. and get you gifts and stuff sent your way. So 
it's pretty cool yeah here's uh bandroyalty.com and uh, you know we had these guys on the show they were it was purely nfts before that you would stake in order to get a piece of royalties uh, but they encountered some issues with OpenSea that said well this could be a security and so they've retooled even though they've already sold a bunch like they've sold the three biggest ones which i don't know was like a total of 50 eth or something for mm -hmm. them um, and they've retooled it to now have a token and they're doing a token sale. And so if you want to do some of your own due diligence on this, we are involved as advisors. We love the project and uh, we do have a stake in it. Um, and I like stake and I like having and stake. they have a token sale going on right now. Yep. And I believe this week they are eight cents a token or something. Yep. And they, they're going up each week. So, you know, if you're if this is interesting, you do your own research on it, take a look at it and um, do what you do bandroyalty.com finally there's one other project that dropped us some uh, uh nfts they're kind of like the one we saw in solano and these are open c and i kind of like them a little bit better the fast food friends collection they sold out uh 5600 fast food friends and uh their their so burger like pepes. yeah their burger flipping pepes basically um that's okay that's what they they do right here. You can get one off the floor um, for 0.0135 ETH, which right now, I mean, ETH is like $3,000 now because the market is going. <clears throat> so that's about $40. I just think they're cute. I like them. And uh, apparently they have a, a solid discord and community. So uh, you can get the link to this in the show notes, or you can just go fast food friends collection f-r-e-n-s because we don't spell anything properly anymore we make up new words well, people know what friends are we're friends we were wordifying before anybody else was wordifying though trev i mean i've been in the the process of wordification my whole life and now it's like they make up these words for things that's okay joe the original okay. wordifier you are a word of fire. Now, have you looked at rarity.tools, some of the upcoming ones? Have you seen any ones that you that you like the most or any of them that are that are tickling your fancy? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm really happy I got my broadcasters yesterday. That one, that one excites me. And I know that the guys we had on the show last Thursday from Eternal Royals, they're coming up with theirs. Um, when soon. does that go on sale? I need to see that because I, I think sure it's I the end of the month. Here's what I've noticed, though. OK, and I'm actually I'm going to go to my Twitter for this because I did a little I did a little uh, investigation, a little research on um, the NFT generative space. Uh, and because there are so many projects now, let me see if I can find this. Uh, here we go. This is what I looked up like these had all launched in the previous 24 hours and the numbers of what was sold or what was not sold tells me that we are we're at a current saturation of projects of quality projects and we need more buyers. Right. I'm not saying mm. these projects aren't quality. In fact, I bought a multi NFT membership. I like NFTs that give me access to other things, but they didn't sell nearly as many as they had hoped to. At this point, the numbers could be significantly higher now. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Master Cucumbers, only 83 were sold of 8888. Ape Ships, only, <laughs> I love it. Go Ape Ship, only 72 of 9999 <clears throat> were sold. So yeah. if we look here like this, I just loaded this. All right. Look what was yesterday. Crazy Cousins, Pixel Emojis, Crypto Hobos, Crypto Art Fusion, Mighty Axolotls, Hive Mind, Rue Crew, Metaverse Marauders. Those are and these are just the ones on Rarity Tools all yesterday. Hmm. You, you can't possibly buy in to all of these. Um, next, Now, this one looks cute. All right. I'm just going to say right now. And apparently. It says they launched minting now. Let's see. 8,888 Trauma Llamas, Trauma Ding Dong. I'm going to go ahead and connect. All right, look at this right here. I said these are cute, right? Only 354 of 8,888. The doors have been open 12 minutes. And it seems like if you don't nail this thing out of the box, it is an uphill battle to uh to win now even though i think these are cool look at these guys trauma llamas mm -hmm. llamas are fun but you, we, we did mention this that uh there was going to be such a deluge 
of oncoming uh, and upcoming projects that are doing generative stuff just because, you know, it's just like, hey, this has worked well. Me too. I'm going to go ahead and check them out. And um, yeah, I think that uh, that's probably we're going to see more and more of this stuff failing uh, just because there's so many projects and not as many people popping in, especially when they're going for 0.05 ETH or 0.08 ETH. Now, now I just this, claimed, look at this. I just claimed my my broadcasters as well, Joel. Look, I just look got, at this. I this is come. this is pre-sale only. It hasn't yeah. even opened up to the public yet. That is a good sign to me, right? When you sell out oh, yeah. two thousand, well, you just reminded me to get mine because I bought one. I got one of those comic books, right? Which enabled me to mint three. So I went ahead and minted three. Plus, we had the one claim that we were able to do. List. So I, I got four of these bad boys now. She got tape over her nipples. I don't know why that is. <sighs> nipple nipple tape. Oh, you're not eligible because you've already claimed yours, right? Yeah, I already got mine. So these are super cool. I already claimed mine. So I'm, you know, we had these guys on the show on Thursday last week. So if you haven't listened to that, mm -hmm. check out uh, broadcasters. Uh, I'm just, I just being... want to say, make sure, make sure the, that royalty one, Joel, if I'm like off in la la land, let me, let me know as I'm, I got to put it on my calendar as well. Cause I want to make sure the eternal Royals, that is one that I just love. I think it is so such beautiful art. Pre-sale begins on Tuesday, uh, the 28th. I need to make yeah. sure that I'm around for that. Yeah, Jesse Johnson. So he runs the Discord called The Dope Art. I wrote him and I said, How do you get hey, whitelisted? Um, I can't remember, but we got time to figure it out. Uh, so I wrote him. I said, dude, I love your art. Can I make a recommendation? Because his Discord was called The Dope Art. I said, rename it to Eternal Royals. And he's like, I did. Done. So like smart pivoting being agile and um you know for those who miss this interview um with the creators of these go uh, go check it out we think that they're they're going to be super hot there's so much happening just be you know do your research um and uh be smart with your money not all nfts are going to moon and gary v said months ago that most projects are going to go to zero long term you might have some, you know, pretty chickens or koalas or something, but um, buy art that you like. That is my recommendation. I'm not talking about to make money. I'm talking about buy NFTs that you want to own. And then you'll always be like, hey, it's not worth what I paid for it, but I like it. At least you'll like it. That's what I, that's what I end up tending. That's what I do. It's like, if I, I'll go through there and be like, sometimes like, oh, these are on sale. I'm like, eh, I don't really don't like those. I'm not going to buy them. And then Sometimes those are ones that take off too. And I'm like, oh, well, good job, Travis. Oh, look at this one, Travis. Crypto chicks. Ah, <laughs> 10,000 nice. girls. Um, I'm down with this. I'd, I'd, I'd have a crypto chick. You know, we are mint friend, count uh, 11. Are they already on sale? No, no. Those are probably pre-mint for giveaways okay. and team and stuff. Pre-sale starts and uh, by the, uh, around the time the show comes out, the pre-sale starts. I don't know how to, to get into it, but I'm looking for the discord there's the discord so i might have to ape into the chicks 1625 members not the uh the best marketing going on but um you know we were talking about crypto chicks way back in the day and we had we had the original crypto chicks on bad crypto they were the bad crypto chicks yeah rachel wolfson rachel wolfson was uh so I'm going to check this out a little further. Anyway, thanks everybody for uh, for watching or listening. Show notes mm -hmm. at nifty.show forward slash 94. And Travis, thank you, you Frank the Miller. Last word. Thank you, Frank Miller. I want to say thank you, Frank Miller. Thank you, Frank, Miller. thank you for Gala Games for hooking that up. Thank you for Gala Games of mooning this week. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for me. Splinterlands for being awesome. And uh, thank you for keeping it nifty. 